Hey, thanks for joining us for the Hemisync podcast. Today I'm pleased to bring you Suzanne Giesman. You may recall that she was our episode 5 guest. She is a noted evidential medium and a former Navy commander. Uh, she's written several books on the subject of mediumship, and this is a conversation, a Q&A, that she and I recently had regarding her new Hemisync release entitled Mediumship, Working with Your Guides. Originally, we had not planned on releasing it as a numbered pod, but it's received uh, a pre-warm reception, and there is some subject matter that uh, we thought could be broadly applicable to the general public, and so here it is. We are pleased to give you Suzanne Giesman. So Suzanne, thanks for joining us for this new format, Q&A. Um, I think a, a lot of people will find this useful if they might be interested in checking out Working With Your Guides. Um, and so let's launch right into it. Um, so I think a lot of people maybe even struggle with the fundamental question of, you know, do we even have guides? Particularly if they're feeling cut off, alone, under-resourced. And um, I know you had a very interesting anecdote uh, from recently where you just kind of invited them in and something really interesting happened for you. Well, I'll get to that story in a minute, Garrett, but uh, I invite my guides in throughout the day, every day, because I've come to know that they are my ever-present companions. And as you know, from my background, I spent 20 years in the Navy. I retired as a, at the rank of commander. And for the first few years after I started connecting with the greater reality, to even talk about spirit guides just made me get very uncomfortable because to me, spirit guides fall into the realm of what many people know as woo-woo. <laughs> and so I, I hesitated to go there because I really want to bring credibility to the fact that we are part of a greater reality. And then my guides made it so clear to me that they are real, that they are here to help us, that I need to stop ignoring them and take them out of the realm of woo-woo and into the realm of true assistants and helpers and inspirers to us, that I could no longer ignore them. So now I have no problem whatsoever saying you and all of us couldn't get through this earthly life without the assistance of our guides, whether or not we recognize and acknowledge them. So in answer to your request to share a recent story, it directly relates to my experience with the Hemisync group in recording the previous set of the this mediumship series. I had just spent a day in the recording studio with the wonderful staff and had to get back to the airport in Richmond, Virginia. I'd been working two days on this project and I like to work out every day, but I hadn't had a chance to work out. So I'm getting back to the airport and I look at my watch and I said, you know, I could stop for one hour and get a hike in. Where can I stop? And I pulled over and looked at the map and I saw that I was right near Monticello, Jefferson's property in Virginia. And I quick Googled Monticello and there were all these trails, hiking trails, Perfect. I can get a one-hour hike in before I head to the airport. So I got to Monticello, pulled into the parking lot, checked the map, and I start hiking. Well, being in nature is one of the best times to commune with your guides because you have no other distractions. You're just in all of this natural beauty, and it enhances the connection. So always aware of their presence, always aware that they like to show us that they're with us. That's a teaching point there. I said to my guides, 
hey, maybe you can make something special happen on the trail. Maybe you could bring somebody to talk with me, maybe even Thomas Jefferson, which to me is the way I like to think these days. Out of the box, something wild and crazy, like that really could happen, why not? So as I'm hiking, I glance to my right and there's a short little spur trail off of the trail I had chosen. And I could see that it led to a bench just about 50 yards down the trail. And it looked like it went no further, that spur trail. And my guides very clearly, I feel their presence, said, there is a gift for you there down that trail. Go down the trail. And, and I pushed back, as many of us do. And I said, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to go sit on a bench when I have to get to the airport. And I tell people, Push back once, but if your guides stick to their original advice, you better listen mm -hmm. or you're going to miss a beautiful opportunity. So they said, no, there is a gift for you there. So, you know, the Navy officer made, we've learned to follow orders. So I go down that spur trail and as I approach the bench and there is nobody around, I'm, this is deserted at this time of day, I noticed something on the bench and my, my skin erupted in goosebumps and comes with this knowingness that I know now the goosebumps are also a sign from our guides. Kind of like, this will be good. <laughs> that gift was this little thing on the bench and I went up to it and it was a little woman's ponytail holder. I recently lost it. So I'm working with them to help have them help me find it again. I have a feeling I know where it is or I'd show it now. But a little black ponytail holder with a little ornament in the middle. And I thought, what is this? And I picked it up and it had a butterfly ornament. And anybody who's read my memoir, Messages of Hope, knows that butterfly eyes are my sign from my stepdaughter, Susan, who passed in 2006. She's the whole reason I'm on this path that I'm on. And I thought, what are the chances that, they, that this would be found right here, that my guides knew about it and they put in my mind the awareness that there was another layer to this gift. They said, look more closely. And I had to pull my glasses out of my backpack to see it. When I looked, there on the butterfly was engraved the word Phoenix. And one thing that I had never made public is that our Susan had a giant tattoo on her hip of a Phoenix. Mm. So that's an over-the-top validation to me that the guides knew that special gift with two very meaningful aspects of my relationship with Susan and Spirit were on that gift. And I heard them, I followed it, and that's the kind of magic that happens in our lives when we acknowledge that we're not alone. That's a great story. Thank you for that. And so what types of beings are guides or become our guides based on your experience, Suzanne? In my expanding understanding of how consciousness expresses itself, that it expresses itself in limitless ways. So our guides are, can show up in any form. Some people think they're angels. So that would be a, a being who has never lived in human form. Some guides have been in human form and now that's their full-time assignment for their own soul's growth as much as ours. I just did a reading this morning for a woman and her father who had passed came through and he showed me this symbol and that means I'm guiding her. I'm one of her guides now. Ah. 
she said, oh, that's what I felt all along since he passed, which was really cool to have that validation. So it can be angelic beings who never took human form, those who lived other lives not related to our physical life here and now, and family members who have crossed to the other side. Mm-hmm. And so in the case of your client, who you know, whose father transitioned and it was very clear who it was, um, do these guides always have names, though, or do they respond to names? Do they have names just for us? Like, how does that work? Well, she'll probably always refer to him as Pat, but he's, he's in a different role. However, our guides who have been our guides for life, they've told me and other mediums I work with have heard the same thing, that our guides truly don't have names. They recognize each other by their light, by their own frequency, their signal, their vibration. And that's how they recognize us. We don't normally see each other that way. So we need names, but guides don't. However, they know that we humans need names. And so if we ask them to give us a name, they'll give give us one that's meaningful to us not necessarily their name. So the best way, and I, I believe I introduced this in the, the Hemisync recordings, to ask your guide about a name is not what is your name, but rather what shall I call you? Mm-hmm. You can follow that up once you immediately hear a name or sense a name, maybe even see it written in your mind's eye. Whatever way you're able to receive it, you you have an impression, then you can ask your guide for some fun and say, all right, I received that. Now give me that name in a magical way in the coming days and give them up to two weeks. But usually within a few days, it'll manifest in your life and and you'll say, wow, there's my validation. Mm -hmm. So a great way to play with that as well. Yeah, I can tell a quick story on that. I recently found out about a new guide who's helping me with my mediumship. And I said, what shall I call you? And she said, rose i said okay great i need a rose sign the very next day my husband shows up at the door comes home from the grocery store with a dozen roses for me and i said honey you give me roses for valentine's day he's a great husband for birthdays and anniversaries but this is none of those what's up with the roses and his comment i'll never forget it word for word he said i don't know they just spoke to me Mm mm-hmm you well, can see the guy at work saying, buy your wife the roses. <laughs> Kudos to your husband for making the rest of us look bad. No, well, now you know what you need to do. <laughs> yes. No, I've been told as much. Um, very good. And so in terms of these exercises, mediumship, working with your guides, how did you create these? Well, I didn't. Well, or, or let's say it was a cooperative, collaborative effort. I know, having worked with my guides, that anything that we produce at this level is always going to be better if we work with a higher level. Mm-hmm. So knowing that we wanted these recordings to have the highest possible vibration, I came into this room where I do my readings and where I meditate regularly. I set my tape recorder on the table beside me, and I got into a meditative state, connected consciously with my guides. I call them Sanaya. That's what they told me to call them. And I said, you know why I'm here. We want to produce a script for these recordings that will help the people who ultimately listen to it to be able to connect with their guides. Mm -hmm. You better than I do. Please give me that script. 
And so it almost sounds like cheating, but I just surrendered my focus on myself, invited them in, waited a few moments, and they just began speaking through me and Mm -hmm. dictated all three scripts for the recordings. And this is the process I followed with all of my Hemisync recordings. And it's why I say it's almost like cheating is because it's your, your staff has never corrected or changed a word of any of the scripts. Yeah, I know. Yes, they just come out that way, just beautiful and mm-hmm. ready to go. Awesome. So the uh, young folks, we call that a collab. Collaboration, a collab. But... Okay, well, that's what it is. Um, I have to do the, the manual trans, uh, transcription of them and then maybe add a comma or two here and yeah. there. But otherwise, it's, uh, it's beyond my pay grade where these come from. <laughs> so this first one is called Getting to Know Your Team, right? Mm-hmm. And so what's the basic idea behind that one besides what's, you know, obvious in the title? Well, it's that when our guides are trying to get our attention, they produce an awareness within us beyond our normal waking awareness. My my lip will twitch. I can't show it to you now because my guides do it to me. And that's my, hey, hey, are you paying attention? We're here. Or some people may get uh, goosebumps. Some people may feel, as I do quite often, a little lift, a lightheaded elevator lift type feeling. So this exercise is designed to become aware of how you feel when you're in an expanded state, knowing that your guides are present, and then you ask your guides to step out of your energetic field and see if you feel the difference. Mm -hmm. And then one by one, invite them in. It's a real sensing active exercise rather than just a meditation to allow you to get to know them individually, to just feel subtle changes in your energy field. And and it will be unique for each person who experiences it. I caution people not to be disappointed if they don't feel giant quaking changes in their energetic body. Mm. This is subtle, very subtle. But even if they sense nothing, they will at least be training themselves to tune in. They'll be spending dedicated time with their team and eventually will have some cool experiences. Got it. So your guides, it's usually more than one being, right? And so you're trying to um, identify them individually and try to get a feel for their, I guess you would call it energetic signature one by one. Yes, yes. I have my guide, my main guide, who also is my mediumship guide, Mm -hmm. told me to call him Boris, which is just a funny name. Mm -hmm. And every time Boris is near, not only does my lip twitch, but I feel him over here in relation to wherever I'm facing. And Rose, I feel over here. And uh, so that's just another way that I I identify the difference. And if those of you watching this video want to try this in your exercise, just relax and allow your guide to move your head like a pendulum. And I am drawn magnetically. Here's Boris. And I wait now. Who wants to talk to me now? Oh, there we go. Well, that's Rose over there. So uh-huh. it's fun. And they will replicate that every time that you work with them. Uh-huh. Fascinating. Um, and so the second exercise is called increasing the connection. And so here you're dealing with thoughts that can block your awareness of your guides. What are some common ones? Well, the, the number one is that I don't know who my guides are. I, I'm not sure I can tune into my guides. Mm-hmm. 
immediately just block themselves from having the experience because they haven't had it to that point and they don't think they're capable of it. Mm-hmm. And because they haven't had the experience, the follow on to that is, well, maybe I don't really have guides and guides aren't real. Mm-hmm. So this is just opening up our belief system to allow us to play and believe that maybe I do have guides and I can sense them. If that former Navy commander can put her left brain to the side, maybe I can do it too. Uh, trust me, it, it was all belief system that got in the way for me. Uh-huh. Once I did that out, be willing to play, have a childlike attitude. Once I did that, oh my gosh, the, the magic just began. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of belief systems, maybe fears to some degree. Um, and then so, sorry, you were going to add something. Two, two types of fear come to mind. Mm-hmm. Number one, fear, the more, uh, the less heavy fear of, well, what will people think of me if I tell them I'm connecting with spirit guides? It's the, what will other people think? Yeah. Fear. And then the other one is, what if I'm opening myself up to something bad? That is I have to joke here, you know, military people love acronyms and the acronym for a belief system is BS. <laughs> that's just your BS that's getting in the way. If we sit here with the intention of connecting with these loving beings who are here to help us, yeah. we know that the only way we make that connection possible is because we also are an expression of love. Mm. Then there's nothing but light present. And everything else is yes. That sounds like a Bob Monroe acronym. He was also a big fan of those. The acronyms. Yeah. Endless acronyms. Um, I truly felt him in the studio when we were recording this Working With Your Guides series. I I said to Kevin, the engineer, he's been in this building, but he's here now. And I didn't know him personally, but he was a micromanager because he's making sure everything is just right. And he wants to check things out. And he said, oh, yes, he was. And he would do that. Yeah. I I didn't know him personally, but from what I've heard, he was a big time micromanager. (laughs) Clear when I felt his presence and the way he was looking in this room and took everything. Interesting. Uh Uh-huh. And so... um, you also introduce affirmations at the end of this particular exercise. That's kind of different for you. But why did you choose this spot to do that? I didn't. Sanaya did it. Uh, Remember? Mm-hmm. Wait, I didn't know where they were going. And the next thing you know, they are helping us to reprogram our BS with mm-hmm. positive BS. <laughs> <laughs> Belief systems. Belief yeah. systems. And I can hear them right now that... Because humans believe they are their thoughts, we are feeding you good food. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And I guess one of the best mental states in which to reprogram that BS is kind of through the subconscious. Because there's so much resistance with uh, conscious everyday thinking, right? Yes, and that's the state that that you're in when you do this this exercise. You've Mm -hmm. already set the stage and the hemisynchrons are perfect because they're just beautiful coherent state and dropping into the heart you're just ready to i I don't really like the word reprogram because it makes us sound like robots but truly our thoughts are robotic yeah no so mechanical yeah we're just uh replacing Mm -hmm. 
lower vibratory thoughts with ones which will help us with our purpose here. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, so on the third exercise, it's called commuting with your guides. It's a free flow exercise. And some people can find it easy to get lost in those. Um, do you have any advice in terms of what might be a good purpose or intention to carry into that exercise? Yes, and in fact, the free flow exercise begins with the wordiness, Perseus and Aya. And I would recommend to people, once they get the gist of that, you can just fast forward through that initial instructions. And But it's good to set the tone and expand one's consciousness by listening to those words, the guidance, feeling it in the heart. And that guidance is, this is your chance mm -hmm. to sit with your guides and ask them whatever it is you need to know in that moment. Bring whatever issue is going on in your life for which you need assistance. Bring that to the table and ask for guidance. So, yes, it's possible to get lost in many free flow exercises. I totally get what you're saying, Garrett. Mm -hmm. But in this one, our intention from the get-go is, okay, my guides, I'm coming here because I have a specific issue that I can't solve at this level. Mm -hmm. I'm going to connect with you now that I've learned how to do that in yeah. the other exercises. I invite you in and we're going to ask about this specific issue. Mm -hmm. And so in the free flow part, you Right at the beginning, you ask your question of your guides, who you, I have goosebumps, you know they're present with you. And that, to me, is analogous to fishing. You ask that question, that's throwing the line out. The line's in the water now. What do you do when you're fishing? You sit quietly and peacefully, and you wait for that big fish to bite. Mm -hmm. The big fish to bite is your guides impressing in your awareness the inspiration you need, the answer you need. And so if you start to get lost in the free flow exercise, you just go back to fishing. Hey, I asked a question. Let's ask it again. Mm -hmm. Or get anything, but at least I'm fine, peaceful. I know I've asked the question, so this was time well spent. I know you will give me that insight at a later time. Mm -hmm. That's works. So this is, it's free flow, but only in that, now you know what to do. This is your time for me to get out of the way and stop talking. Me, Suzanne, right. up so you can be quiet and learn from your guides. Really get to know them. So it's really more about creating the space to get an answer to a very specific question. That's exactly. Mm -hmm. Perfect. And then so now if we could open up the mailbag, we have a couple questions that came to us through social media. Um, this one comes from Natalie. And she asks... How do we protect our own energy while doing this work? I had been using my own energy and hadn't been inviting my guides to assist. I now do this, but still I'm finding that my energy fluctuates and lacks stability day to day. This brings to mind an exercise I teach in some of my classes where we realize that we are a field of consciousness. I like to picture it like a sphere of energy around us. And I hold out my arms. You probably can't tell in the camera. I just... All that as I get started, and there's a power there. That's the power of, of our source that, that gives us life, that flows through us. And we just set the intention that I'm going to maintain this power. And it's that power that drew me to this experience and will fuel me through this experience. And in that awareness, you just know that you will not be drained. 
Because mm-hmm. allowing yourself to be drained was simply erroneous thinking that somehow in connecting with higher consciousness, it's coming from us and flowing out. But truly, when we connect with higher consciousness, we're tapping into an endless well, an endless wellspring. Mm-hmm. Power, which is love and peace and all of those high vibrations. So it can't possibly be drained. It's just a matter of becoming aware of that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Um, And so she also asks, from watching your film, Suzanne, I understand that she received symbols. How do we familiarize ourselves with these symbols slash build up a symbol dictionary? That is such a great question. Is that still Natalie? Yes, that's still Natalie. Yep. Okay. So knowing that this connecting with our guides is not a one-time thing, one-time event, and that they're always going to be there for us, Every time that you sense a symbol and you understand why you're seeing that, you just give a little nod on the spot to your guides. Ooh, I got it. That's a good one. Next time you need to communicate that to me, give me that symbol again and I'll know what you mean. It becomes a kind of shorthand. And if you like afterwards, when you come out of the meditation, write that down. As a medium, and that's what this series is about, mediumship, the very first time I see a symbol given to me from a spirit, somebody's loved one on the other side, that I've never seen before, and it really works. I'll give you an example. The very first time a spirit wanted to let me know that he had a tattoo, it went like this, drawing on his arm. Hmm. And, I th- and I said, your loved one is telling me that he had a tattoo on his arm, and, and the my client said, yes, he, he did. And then I was able, in some cases, to see what the tattoo is. Mm-hmm. In that moment, silently, I just said to my guide, good one. From now on, anytime a spirit has a tattoo, tell them to show me this. Mm-hmm. Coming from my guide, they brief the spirits in advance. And so my readings sometimes really get in the flow because I've built up such a library of symbols that I don't have to think about. When you take that momentary pause to Connect mentally with your guide and say, let's see that one again. That's mm-hmm. good. They'll, they'll use it over and over again. Very useful tip, Suzanne. Thank you. Um, so we've covered quite a few questions. Anything else folks should know about working with your guides? Yes. And if, if you'll allow me, I'll share yeah. a story. Well, Ty and I, my husband Ty and I, travel around the country half the year sharing this information, the messages of hope. And we were in Yellowstone National Park, sitting in our RV, and I had a bunch of books I'd brought on the road with me, and I had just finished a book, and I had that delicious feeling of, ooh, I get to start a new book. So I reached up in the cabinet, pulled one down, I'm about to start reading it, and my guides drop in and said, not this book, we want you to read that other book. They showed me a cover, and I pushed back again. I said, no. I want to read this book. And they said, no, you will read that book. So I get up. This is all silent. Ty is across the RV, has no idea. I'm having this conversation with my guides. But the point for everybody is the more you use these recordings and work with your guides, you don't have to be in a meditative state to connect with them. This is an ongoing relationship. So I pulled that book that they wanted down, began to open it, and they said, no, go to the back cover inside. I opened the back cover, and there was a place that we were going to drive by 10 miles from where we were the very next day. Wow. 
Uh, I had never opened this book. Mm-hmm. I had no idea this spiritual treat, retreat was even there. Huh. And the timing that we were going to it the next day, if I had listened to my own, followed my own desires and read this other book, we would have been long gone from this place. It would have totally lost the meaning. And so there were multiple lessons involved. We actually ended up going to that place. Another whole story. But when the story finished, I said to my guides, what was that all about? Yeah. He said, to let you know, we are always with you. We know where you are at all times, and we know where you're headed. Mm-hmm. Literally mm-hmm. and figuratively. So this is, they are so real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As real as we are, because everything is simply an expression of the consciousness that joins all of us. Uh, there's a channeler named Paul Selig who mm-hmm. made a phrase that just really, really resonates with me. Your guides are who you become when you realize who you are. Mm-hmm. Who all of us are, are aspects of higher consciousness, reflections of the one mind. And the more we raise our vibration through techniques such as those shared in these recordings and all of your Hemisync recordings, the more we raise our vibration to the level of our guides and naturally are inspired and, and tap into the kind of wisdom that makes our lives simply flow. Yeah, lovely. Well, I'll be in Yellowstone in two weeks, so I'll be on the lookout for my own... uh signs own guidance um it's uh, good to know that even suzanne has this tendency to push back initially on some guidance i think we probably all do um so that's that's uh, good to hear as well um but thanks so much for making this with us i think people are really going to like it and uh we'll talk to you next time okay thank you again thank you bye for now bye-bye